Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. We want to talk about actually defeating Satan through spiritual warfare. We know that spiritual warfare has been talked about quite a bit, especially back through the 90s right. and early 2000s. And so there was a lot of things that had come out about spiritual warfare. And we want to revisit some of that because I think it's critical that we get the idea of what's going on in the world today. Today right. is a different time. Yeah than anything I've ever lived through. And I don't want to glorify Satan in that, but the, the, the world has changed. Now, we believe in a dual type of atmosphere that yeah. is going to go on. You want to talk about that for just We second? just believe, and we've preached about it, and probably going to share this with our, our viewers and listeners at some point. And that is that we're living in a parallel time. And what I mean by that is because you're in so many prophecies about transference of wealth and, and great harvest and, and all those things. And at the same time, you're, you're hearing all these prophecies, you know, about possible tsunamis and uh, economic collapse and just different things that could be very troubling. And actually, we believe that these things are going to happen. Um, they're going to coincide with each other. But one of the things that we're also hearing a lot from, and since we're going on this subject, and hopefully that'll just lead way into what you want to talk about, we are hearing more and more people talk about they've never felt spiritual warfare like they feel it right now. Yeah, that, that's true. But, you know, one of the things I want to focus on, and I want you to get this, it's true we are in spiritual warfare, and I don't want you to miss this. The Bible also advises us when we think of things that we should be thinking of things that are pure and holy and right. good. And if there's be any good report, think, on, think on those things. So we don't want to get caught up in the day-to-day. What I'd really like to recommend is most people turn their news off, Yeah. Uh, especially the fake news that's on today. Uh, it's, it's really fear-based. And one of the reporters for CNN the other day, they, they caught him on tape, and he said, well, fear sells. And so that's what they're trying to do. Well, fear is not a product of God. It's actually we were not given a spirit of fear but of love and joy and of sound mind. So when we see that, we really need to see what the Scripture has to tell us about that. Now, I do want to go to the Scripture right away and get involved in and seeing what Jesus had to say. In John 10.10, he said, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he said, I have come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So we see the purpose of both Satan and and Jesus in this one scripture, the thief does not come. And some people say it wrong. They say kill, steal, and destroy. It's still. But it's steal. What does he steal? He steals the word of God. He steals your hope. He steals your your dreams. Your dreams. Everything that he can. He'll steal your health. Your I destiny. Mean, he'll steal your destiny. He'll steal your purpose. And and we need to see that, that Jesus said, no, that's not what it's all about. And we need to move forward in our lives and do the things that God has called us to do so that we're not hung up in the wrong things, but actually what God has called us to do because we need to go through. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Jensen Franklin actually yesterday, and 
and he was preaching, did such a marvelous job. He always does. He's one of my favorite preachers, by the way. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, when he prayed for me and years and years ago. So, yeah. so he's got a special place in my heart, and Jensen's just a wonderful person. We've had personal times at different times with him, and it's just it, it's great brief moments where, where I can tag and say, you know, this, this is great stuff. But he was preaching yesterday, and he was reminding us, you know, that when Noah built the ark, the animals didn't come until the ark was built. That's right. And so the Bible says this in the New Testament, in the book of Mark, these signs shall follow them. Things follow us. Right. We do. And the way you say it is you step I'll step. And that's the way God said to us when we got ready to do several things in our lifetime. You step, and then I will step. And so we start the process by what we do, and then he comes alongside of it. You don't get your harvest until you plant first. Right, and And I love the way since you mentioned Jensen Franklin that he says this, that we we serve a motion-sensitive God. He's like a motion sensor, that he senses motion like a motion sensor light, and so that when you move, the light comes on. And then I heard um, Samuel Rodriguez talk about it like this, that it's like a door, when you go up to these doors, that they sense you're coming and they open. Mm -hmm. They don't open until you get there. It's your movement that causes them to open. So it's the same way with God. He, He responds to our movement, which actually is an action of our faith. So we, we want to see that God always responds to what we do. He responds to faith. Well, faith looks like doing something. That's right. It's not just saying, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. It's actually setting things in motion and then allowing God so that your purpose may become fulfilled or the promises of God. We act on the promises of God before. Now, if we praise God after he's done something, that's really gratitude. Yeah. But if we praise him before that's he's crazy. done done something, that's faith. Yes. And so how, how we respond in situations is really important, and God will allow us to do things. And so I want you to see what God does, but I want you to see that Satan is constantly working to take the promises of God away. And I just want to uh, backtrack just a second before you move into that, because something that the Lord just dropped into my spirit when you were reading um, that scripture and you said, here the scripture talks about both God, Jesus, and Satan. They are diametrically opposed to one another. Yes. Um, Always. Whatever Jesus does, the enemy does the opposite for of. So this scripture is absolute proof Jesus said, I came to give you life, give it more abundantly, but the thief, but the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. They are always diametrically opposed to one another. So if you want to find the truth, you have to always look for the opposite of whatever the enemy is telling you, the opposite of whatever the enemy is trying to do in your life. So when we look at this scripture there again, we're going to look at the purpose of Satan and what his goal is, his game plan, if you will is to steal the Word of God, especially in the promises of God. Because if you go back to the the scripture where Jesus, or the parable where Jesus was talking about the sower, yes. he was sowing the Word of God. And immediately, this is one of the, 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 the stages, immediately the birds come in to steal the seed. Well, the birds actually represent Satan and his minions right. who come to steal the Word. And the first thing that happens when you get healed or when you get whatever uh, miracle there is, 
the first thing you say, or, or like, you know, we led somebody to the Lord last week, and it was a great thing, you know, the first thing that hits their mind, you didn't really get saved. Right. You really didn't get healed. You really didn't get that breakthrough that you're looking for because he comes in to steal what has just happened. So how does he do that? He does it through deception. deception. Even even with the words that maybe someone has spoken prophetic words over you. We've had so many over us. And we've, we've battled this. Immediately, the enemy comes in and says, ha, huh, how's God going to do that for you? You know who you are. You know what you've done. You're a nobody. Why, why would God even do that for you? He immediately attacks with doubt and deception and tries to steal our hope in the word. And, and listen, friend, if you know anything about the scripture, there is a part you play in prophetic words. We've taught on this before for this program. In partnering with God, you have to, to receive the word. You have to believe the word. And oftentimes you either have to wait for it to be performed or you have to act on the word. So the enemy comes in, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy comes in <laughs> and immediately tries to steal that word from you and your hope of ever seeing that word come to pass. Yeah, he's after your hopes and dreams. And somebody asked me this week, you said, you, you believe some of the news that is coming out? And, and there's a lot of news, so I'll let you guess which side they were talking to me about. And I said, you know, I put hope in this, but I put faith in Jesus. Yes. That's it. You put your hope in things, but you put your faith in God. And it allows us to move forward because a person without hope is really in sad shape. So when he steals the hopes and the dreams from you. He does it through deception oftentimes. And so we need to be careful because the Bible said in the last days there would come great deception. Yeah. And deception is out there right now and in a major way. And, you know, I had some people talk to me and say, you know, these things are going to happen. And and you say, well, how do you know that? And, and, and so in Christendom, we have prophets that speak to us. Well, these people started talking about something they called the elders, and they even alluded to them as being angels. And then they started talking about things like this, and then you go, wait a minute, what are you really talking about? So they sent me to a website, and there are some strange things that are being taught today in the modern world, and people meaning well, but because they're not rooted and grounded in the Bible, they don't understand that they're actually entertaining demons and potentially going to be led down a path. Now, somebody mentioned a rabbit hole, and and that comes from actually uh, that movie, Alice Alice in Wonderland, and things when they went in the rabbit hole got really weird. These people, some of them are going to be in for a really bad surprise. I'm reminded of Frank Peretti's book. You remember this present darkness and how they had spirit guides. Right. And this is parallel, really, and Frank wrote that win in the 90s sometime. And it's an amazing, yeah, it was an amazing book, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness. These two books had so much prophetic terms and gave you understanding really of what we're talking about today and that is spiritual warfare the unseen battle the unseen battle that is going on you know we're, we, we live in a realm and, and a, a dimension where we look into the physical well let me just clue you in there's dimensions all around us that we do not see we can prove that to you because you don't see 
you know, the sound waves. You don't see the the television that's bringing this into your home. You don't see those waves. And if you have an old-fashioned set-up TV, you can take and know that those waves exist because, in reality, they have an antenna that will pick up those waves and convert that to a signal that brings it in. But you don't see it in the natural, so that proves that there are other dimensions that are right around us that we really don't necessarily understand. Well, in that other dimension is a spiritual warfare, and unless you have uh, the Spirit of the Lord, which gives us eyes from time to time, to see into that realm, it really can, can, can be confusing to a degree. We've been talking about deception and spiritual warfare and just teaching you on how to avoid being deceived. And truth is the antidote for deception. And you were talking about it's so important. We've, we've drilled this home to our people at Salt Life Church. The, the importance of reading the Word of God and knowing the Word of God. You just took our people through the Word of God. Um, they read the whole Bible, and you guys are we're all on it again. Yeah. Um, so because why? The Bible says this, that thy word is truth. Sanctify them with truth. Thy word is truth. Truth is the antidote for deception. But unfortunately, sadly, so many Christians do not know the Word of God. And so we're seeing great deception even in Christians' lives. I've had people ask me that. Like, they're supposed to be Christian. How can they be falling for some of this stuff? Because it's deception. The Bible, as you pointed out, said that in the last days there will be strong delusion, strong deception. And if you don't know the truth, mm -hmm. then it's easy to be sucked into some of this stuff. So I want us to look in the Scriptures, and I'm going to jump into John chapter uh, 17, verse 15, if we can. Okay. And this is Jesus is praying right here, and he's going to be praying to the Father about his disciples. And, you know, there's a lot of things we could add in. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Now, who's the evil one? Satan. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So this is what you were just alluding to. Right. Truth is the antidote for all deception. Yes. And this is actually, you know, a lot of times people uh, hear the, the, in Matthew where it talks to our Father who art in heaven. This is actually Jesus' prayer. It's, it's the Lord's prayer. It's where he's praying for his disciples. And since we're disciples, he was praying for us yes. as well. And so he's saying, I want you not to take them out of the world. In other words, don't kill them. Don't, don't, don't remove just them. just remove them. Don't just remove them, but remove the world out of them. Yeah. Keep them from the evil one who's trying to steal, kill, and to destroy. You know, and with, with Peter, Jesus was talking to him, and he said, you know, Satan wants to sift you. And let me just clue you in, friends. Satan wants to sift all of us, right. including those who are not even serving God yet, but those who are maybe on the fringe and looking in. It doesn't matter to him. You know, he will attack everybody. He attacks unborn children, and then he attacks children and babies. And the things that are going on in the world today is really just it's a travesty what is being revealed in what is going on in, in the Satanist camp and how it's coming to light, the things that are coming on. But he didn't say take them out of that, but keep them from that. And, and, and the question, of course, is, is, is how are we kept from that? Of course, by the, the keeping power of Jesus Christ. Um, but what you said about the truth of God and um, 
one thing that just kept coming to me is the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. We can be free from deception if we know the truth, but it's not talking about just simply reading the truth, but to know the truth means to intimately become familiar with. You know, I, I like the fact that you actually said it correctly, and that is it will make us free. It's not going to set us free. A lot of people say, oh, if you know the truth, it'll set you free. Well, no, it makes you free. What does that mean? It, mean, it means it makes you free to choose. Even, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Watchman Nee that was imprisoned uh, for his testimony in China. And, and, and I may have the name wrong, uh, for whatever reason it's escaping me right now, but I think it was him. And he said, even though he was in a cesspool, he was singing the song, I Come to the Garden Alone. In a cesspool, he was free even though he was in bondage. So this is Jesus actually praying protection over you and over me. So what you're saying is, you know, Jesus prayed for protection over his disciples. We are disciples, so also he prayed protection over us. And that works jointly with not just protection, but it gives us power and authority. Yeah, that's right. That The protecting hand of Jesus is on us in the protection of the Holy Spirit and the angels of the Lord. Now, we want to look at what is also the answer to everything that's coming. And we find that in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, because it talks about what Jesus actually did and how he was blessed and anointed. So you want to read that for us? Sure. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus is the solution to every dilemma that we face, and you need to see that. It doesn't matter what the dilemma is. It matters only that, that, that Jesus is in charge of things. Now listen, we say he's in charge. We don't say in control. Because if he was in control, then he would be responsible for things like abortion. He would be responsible for rape, child molestation, pedophilia, and those kind of things. But when he put man on the planet, That's right. he put us in here to have dominion. Yes. Let's go back to Genesis. And when we have dominion, we can't blame everything that comes down the pike on Jesus. So he's in charge. In other words... He would be able to do something about it if he interrupted everything. But he's not going to interrupt things. For the most part, God, when he created the planet, put it in automatic so that we could actually go forward and live life the way that he's called us to live. And But we need the Bible to understand how he's called us to live so that we can move forward in life and have success in everything that we do. In this country, we need Jesus at the helm because what is happening, and I'm, 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 I'm out on a limb here, but I'm, I'm going to tell you some of the things that we believe is happening. And that is that Satanists have taken over our government and that they are literally doing some things that are they're not concerned, they're heinous. They're not concerned with the Constitution. They're not concerned with the welfare of the country. And if you believe that they're concerned with the welfare of the country, I'm sorry, to, to this will probably offend you. But at the same time, the reason that, that our guns are being targeted by, by this administration, I noticed that when, when our former administration was in office, our former president was in office, we didn't have any mass shootings, and we've had three in three months. 
Why is that? Well, they're going after guns. Why are they going after guns? Because they feel like if they can take the guns away, that the likelihood of revolution, uh, of a revolution or a civil war would be less likely. And so when you look at the Second Amendment and what it actually says, and we're crossing into things because I want you to see something, and that is the spiritual always bleeds over into the natural. And what we're seeing is that the spiritual, even though there's warfare that's going on, there are people who have been in place or put in place and wrongfully so that they could actually try and carry out the agenda. Now, the Bible talks about something called the end times, and I really believe that we're approaching that. Uh, the reason that I believe that they're trying to do this is because they're actually trying to set up a situation where the Antichrist can come in and take over. So we're, we're looking at things, and, and as, you, as you begin to see this, why is it important that we have spiritual warfare to defeat the enemy right now? And I'm not talking about people. Keep that in mind. I, I'm actually talking about the spirit that is behind this. And so this thing that has come out in the last year has been nothing but fear-based. We're having people do things that are so strange it's unbelievable. And so we need to defeat Satan. How are we going to do this? The church has got to step up and come alive in their worship, in their prayer, in their speaking forth of truth. You know, somebody said the other day that somebody, if a pastor will not speak up about politics, they will be silenced by politics. And it's, a, I think Brandon actually, our son actually said that. And so we need to be free as a country. Now, I want you to get the parallels. And I want to look at Luke chapter 13, verse 16. And it says, Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath from what bound her? Here's my question. Should we as a nation not be set free and set and, and, and loosed? Amen. So, so we're having to uh, deal with things in a manner that is perhaps different than what a lot of people really understand. I've told my church over the last little bit, we can do this. Yes. When we bind together as a nation and as a group and as Christians, we can actually do very well if we bind together. It is when we try to do it on our own that it becomes problematic. You know, right now there's such a dilemma in the country with Christians. Should they speak up against politics or against what's happening right now? What about uh, speaking out against um, them taking our guns and uh, encroaching on the Second Amendment and those things? And should, shouldn't we as Christians just lay down love and you know love and let it be but where good people sit and do nothing evil thrives and we have to speak out because what the progression is i was just sitting here thinking as you as you were speaking in china they went from um, the way they were to the communist regime to allow, from allowing abortions to demanding abortions to then only you can only have they had the one child rule to then taking the next thing was the next step you see how evil progresses if we don't stand up if we don't fight for it then the next step is to then we're seeing um, 
pictures and footage of them literally dragging pregnant women who are very much pregnant down and having their babies ripped from them and the women fighting with everything they have. And so you're saying that can never happen here. Well, that's the the deception that takes place. And so we continue not to say anything. When the Bible fully tells us that it is our job as Christians to speak out against injustice, to defend those who cannot defend themselves. And friend, what we're talking about is more than just your right to have a gun. It's more than just your right or or not liking a a person who is in office or a a certain um, political belief. There's a lot at stake here. There's a lot of spiritual warfare going on, a lot of things happening in the unseen realm. That is bleeding over into the natural realm. So realistically, we need to come together as the church and realize that we have a common enemy. Yes. It's not the Democrats, it's not the Republicans, but the actual common enemy is Satan yes. who came to steal, to kill, kill, and to destroy. And he'll destroy this nation just as quick as he will you personally. Yes. Friends, we are out of time on this session. Good we suspected when we started down this road that this would be a two sh- two or three session uh event that we have to go or teaching that we needed to go through and things that we need to talk about and of course we want to get god's wisdom from above so that we understand how we should respond as a church and also as a nation and we need to be praying for our nation and its leaders and the true leadership that will stand up and actually do the things that are right so God bless you and keep you. We're going to pray. We want to encourage you, friend, to join us for part two of this program because we're going to delve deeper into how to overcome the enemy through spiritual warfare. We also want to encourage you to become partners with us as we spread the gospel around the globe. If you're interested in that, you can just very easily do it. Just visit cornerstonegm.org. Thank you very much for your prayers and for your giving. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.